welcome to Tony Talks. I have Diego Rodriguez on the line. I met Diego in 2018 at Global Youth Leadership Summit in San Diego, and then had that privilege of meeting him again just this year, three times actually, at LA crewing for UPW, and then Global Youth Leadership Summit again, and he followed me over to Las Vegas to do business mastery. Diego, welcome to the show. Hey, Alan, thank you. An honor to be here, definitely. And it's been fun. This year has been filled with events. And man, it's, it's, it's been definitely a fun time with you. Awesome. Yeah, I, always, always great to catch up. It was nice to see you in LA, of course. You were on the fire team for the first time. What was that like? Because for a lot of us, we don't get the chance to even experience or haven't had the chance to experience necessarily working on the fire team. It was it was fun. I actually had no idea I was going to be on the fire team until the day that I got there. Wow. And they they just threw me a shirt and they said, "Here, go all the way to the back of the venue and your team is waiting for you there." So, it was it was fun. It was very hot, especially the first day, because you got to be out in the sun, building the fire pit all day, cutting logs, putting the fire lanes, which are just grass lanes, about like 12 feet long. And you do that all the way until the fire training starts. Then you take a little break and then you are cleaning everything until like 3 4 a.m in the morning so it's it's definitely a little bit exhausting but at the same time the relationships that you build with the people on the fire team are unbelievable it's a little family amazing amazing and you have had just a little bit of experience uh diego is a bit of a serial crew member let's say uh, he's crewed <laughs> over seven events now in the past what year and a half and um mm-hmm. yeah tell us a little bit about your crewing experience what has that been like oh my goodness i, I just keep coming back they got me coming back it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable um you get to meet so many people from all over the place that they just fly. Many of them just fly across the world to come to an event for four or five days just to serve, just to be in the environment again. Um, if I'm honest, the reasons for crewing have changed along the way, and that happens to a lot of people. I feel that at first when you crew, you just want to get a little bit of the content and a little bit of, of the environment all the time. And as time goes on, sure, you've heard the content, but now the relationships and everything takes uh, the front page. Right. It's new meaning for you. You're able to get more depth and understanding from, I guess, all of whatever is being taught. And of course, repetition is Correct. the mother of skill. 
100%. And then, and then what's really cool is that you're able, I mean, the concepts, you hear them so much that eventually just applying them, not only when you go back home, but in the room with the people. And I'm sure you, you can relate to this because you, you've been to Leadership Academy. So the things that you learn, you're able to apply, apply them with the participants. You're able to build rapport with them. You're able to really relate to them and influence them in the best way that so, so they have the best experience at the events. Got it. And of course, as we know, whenever we're trying to learn anything, the best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody else. Absolutely. So I guess Absolutely. this gives you the opportunity to do that as well. 100% couldn't agree more with that. Very nice. So tell us, Diego, what was the first time you kind of got connected to Tony Robbins? What was it that, you know, where was it that kind of got you down this path of, you know, accruing events and even attending your first event or even knowing about who Tony Robbins really was? Hmm. Going way back to early 2017, that's when I got started a little bit in personal development. So I was starting to read my first books and I, I had heard about him. I heard the name, but I really didn't dive into his content until one day I remember checking my email and I, and I often get these emails from Netflix suggesting me a new movie, a new documentary, something coming up. And I see, oh, hey, we're releasing this documentary by Tony Robbins. I am not your guru. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I think I've heard of this guy. So I remember waiting patiently a couple of weeks until they released it. And I watched it and I was absolutely hooked. Wow. And do you remember where you were when you were watching it? I, at the time, I was living in Florida. So many people that I've met, as soon as they hear the content, they go and sign up. For me, it wasn't that way. For me, it was, I watched it. I was extremely thrilled. Then I went on the website and I saw the prices and they were a little bit of like out of my range at the time. And my first thought was this guy's crazy charging this much. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, I watched, I watched the documentary. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm good for life now. I got it. I got it. There's like nothing else that I can learn at an event. <clears> I'm good. Got it. <laughs> got it. You saw the prices for the event. You're like, wow, how can anyone charge this? How can I afford this? And let's put this into context. Diego is still a student, of course. So he's still, you know, saving up to go to school. And not only like a regular student, but Diego comes from Colombia. So therefore he is, a, how do they call it? Like it's not an import student or it's... I'm just an international International, student. sorry. Yes. And then of course, yeah. like international students pay way higher prices than anybody that's normally born in the U.S. or for myself, example, in Canada, 
you know, if you're already born in Canada, you have, you know, basically special pricing. So, um, so I can understand and appreciate like why you, you know, and Tony's, Tony's courses are definitely very, very expensive. They're high. So yeah, I can totally understand um, where you're coming from. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so what were you thinking at that moment? You got all that you need out of I'm not your guru, and then what happened? That was my thought process, and the the thing just to add to the story real quick. Not only were the prices for college so high, my at the at the time my mom was the one supporting me for college, but at the like right about that time she got laid off in Colombia. The company she used to work for, um, they closed, they shut down in the city and she was already in her fifties. So I remember one day I got the call and she was telling me, you know, honey, I love you, but I think you're going to be on your own. I, I, I can help you out for a few more months. But after that, I love you and you got a, got a home here, but you're pretty much on your own. So not only were the prices high, but at the time that was definitely not a priority. Got it. <laughs> and it got to the, it had to get to the point of a few months passing by and me not only getting my life stable in a way, but at the same time me getting enough discomfort with where I was at financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually of me saying, Hmm, you know, maybe, maybe all this, all this hype, maybe all these events that just look like, I don't know, just a motivational event. Maybe, maybe this could bring something to my life to take me to where I want to go. So it took quite a few months until that was the beginning of 2017 until like the until probably the summer 2017 mm-hmm. where i said okay i got to i got to make this a must and funny enough i started saving a little bit of money to go to my first mm-hmm. event and i remember thinking i said you know maybe they have cheaper tickets if i just call mm. Maybe maybe someone on the other end of the line, maybe I can explain him my situation and maybe they're going to give me a special student pricing or something. I was just making things. I love it. And I call and a guy picks up and he says, you know what? Yeah, I like you. I, I can give you a special pricing. And he said, I'm going to give you your ticket for $650. Mm-hmm. And... I think he was certain that I was just going to say, you know, take my card. But I was just like, nope, that is too expensive still. Mm-hmm. So what he had to offer was just to do two payments for me, actually, a month apart. And I was like, just, yeah, send me up in that case. Mm. And that was for West Palm Beach, Unleash the Power Within in November 2017. Eh, November 2017. So you watched it early. I'm not your guru earlier that year. What in in March or something like that? I run that. Yeah. And then That's six fair. months later, your first event. Yes. And tell me how that was like. 
UPW. Wow, it was it was life changing. Um, on registration day, and by the way, for the ones listening, there's like no content obviously in registration day because it's just an evening. You just go, you get your badge, you get a book, and then you go home and you get ready for the next day. As soon as I walked in the building on registration day, I had all this energy in my body. I never feel that way until that moment. And it was a feeling of, I like to call this, I know that I know that I know that this is the space and the place to be for me right now. So it was, it was ju just from day zero, everything that was going to come up in the next couple of days at the event, listening to the content, I knew that it was going to be all worth it. And the event is, itself was amazing. The firework was outstanding to say the mm. least. Um, I, I'm sure you remember your first time you did the firework. Um, you, I don't think you can forget the first time you well, definitely had not. calls. Definitely not. <laughs> I've not forgotten that at all. <laughs> cool moss. Cool moss. <laughs> cool moss. <laughs> definitely. Um, so, so a quick funny story about that. Um, I was on the fire lane. I was second in line to walk. So I had a lady in front of me. She was a little bit older. And she was having trouble being in state. Mm. So I was trying to keep myself in state for a long time, like in a really, really big state, mm. just before I was going to walk. But she was just taking long. Mm. So after she walked, I get on the grass. And I make my move. And I get myself, again, very hyped up. But just when... I was going to do the first step. I forgot that I had to say cool mass. <laughs> so my inner dialogue was automatic. And just as I was, as was going to do the first step, I remembered. It was a millisecond. I remember the thought, as a very specific thought creeping in my mind that said and asked, I wonder how hot this really is. Mm. So the first step was felt warm. It didn't feel hot. It didn't burn me. But certainly I had a little, a little something afterwards. Uh, a little hot spot. A little hot spot, yeah. As people call it. Like they, they don't say burns. They say hot spots. No, <laughs> hot spot. Yes, that's, that's the lingo. <laughs> That's fine. So where was the hot spot? Was it like on your foot? Was it on your toe? Was it on your heel? Yeah, it was just just on the foot, on the middle of the middle foot. Middle of your foot. Got it. Yeah, and, and it stayed there for a while. Did it blister uh, or like yeah. what happened there? Because I've never actually experienced this. Uh, I've done three fire walks oh, now, really? and I've never experienced this uh, once. Uh, so what was what was that like? Was it a blister or what was it? It was a little blister, yeah, a little blister that lasted a couple of days. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Next, I mean, it wasn't like I couldn't walk the next right. day. Um, but yeah, I, after that, whenever I crewed again, whenever I crew, I do it. I've done it up to like three times, just like back to back. Oh, and I ex experienced like no problem at all. Got it. Okay.
Got it. Okay. So you've even done like firewalks where you've gone back to go do the firewalk again in the same day is what you're talking again. about. Is that right? It, yeah. Like, I mean, like you're done and then I just go to the next lane. That's a lane. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, a firewalk junkie is what you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go to another one just so people don't think, oh, this guy is just wanting to show off. Because to me, the firewalk and all these things are, are just something personal. Right. Each one has a different meaning. You're at a different point in life every time you go back. So, yeah. That's true. That's true. It's fun. It's like a bigger breakthrough is what it is, right? It is. And, every, every, like, sometimes I, I go and I just feel so satisfied that, that, that I only have the need to say, okay, I'm just going to do it once because um, I still want to dedicate this to let's say the progress that I've mm. made in the last couple mm. months or this one action, this one moment in life where I took massive action and I just was very courageous and did something. So it just, it just varies. Mm. It always varies. Mm. Got it. <laughs> this reminds me of a moment at uh, global youth leadership summit this year when Jeremiah took the two boards and broke through two boards this year. <laughs> it just, we have, there's a, the, if you haven't gone through a Global Youth Leadership Summit or a Leadership uh, Summit, uh, Leadership Academy, sorry, they do board breaking as one of the things to kind of break through any limitations that you might have. And uh, typically it's about what, about a one inch piece of uh what do you call it is it oak or cedar i can't remember um Ooh, I don't know. yeah <clears throat> something some hard wood is what it is it's not soft that's for sure and then mm-hmm. they it's about one inch thick and then you come through and for the most part people break through it unless they've had some limitations in fact everybody breaks through it eventually however t- t- this time i recognized one of uh one of the captains that was at uh, global youth leadership summit and he took two boards and then broke through it and it was the funniest <laughs> thing to see that because it's like i need more i need more challenge to break through is what it is right so and that's what it reminded me of you telling me that oh yeah i've done three firewalks in the same night <laughs> yeah. he reminded me of jeremiah <laughs> That, that was a funny story and he's he's a big guy so yeah he could he can definitely he do could that. definitely that i you know he probably go into three boards next year is probably what he's gonna do yeah <laughs> uh, that, that's awesome hilarious. so that was your first experience of what upw 2017 tell us um what are some of the other events that you've attended since so at that event, I decided to sign up for Master University. Wow. Um, by like day two, I, I met my sales rep, the one that gave me the discount on the phone. I just happened to be walking by and I saw this guy. And again, something that you cannot explain. I saw this guy and he looked at me and then I looked at his name. I'm like, and he looked at my badge and I'm like, oh, you're the guy I talked to. And we met and he said, oh, hey, he showed me what Master University was about. He told me that, I'm going to be honest, one of the hooks that he, he, he did to me was, oh, hey, um, if you sign up before this day, 
you can get on stage and get a picture with Tony. And I was just like, wow, a picture with Tony? That would look good on Instagram. That, that would be cool. So Sorry, well, I, uh, you were just breaking up there, Diego. Uh, what was it that uh, he said to you? You can get that I could get a picture with Tony uh, on stage. Uh, you could get a picture with Tony on stage. Got it. Yes. So that was definitely for like a first timer when you see the big guy on stage and you just kind of like idolize him and you're like, wow, like he's the guy. That was definitely appealing. Yeah, that's a big, that's so, a big draw for sure to get a picture with Tony on stage together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't deep. get that offer. Very good. Oh, <laughs> really? Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it wasn't one on one. I thought it was gonna be one on one. I see. Got it. It's okay. It was a group picture. It was. It was a group. Yeah, like. 20 people oh, at least. okay. Well, that's not that bad. No, not, not that bad, but but at least I got to, like, shake his hand. And, oh, wow. And, yeah. I had, like, a 20-second like a conversation. Wow. What was that conversation like? <laughs> but you never cool. told me about this. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Um, I was, first of all, I was extremely nervous. And because my mind was, like, I don't want to say something that is going to be ridiculous. Something that isn't going to be like important at all. And then you have two security guards standing next to you. So you have pressure like, well, can I, can I say something? Or I don't know if I feel safe saying something um, personal or something. So what I said to him was, and again, this is funny because this was just my first event. And it's actually a cool exercise what I'm, what we're doing right now, just looking back to what I said. And I remember saying, I want to do public speaking. I want to help people. And what's the one piece of advice you would wow. give me? And yeah, so that, that that's interesting. Thank you for that question. What did he share with you then? He, he said, he said, what at the time, at the time for me, it didn't feel like the right answer, but it definitely led to the rest of my current reality actualizing and unfolding. He just said, he just kind of looked at me and he said, you, you got to come to the with destiny. Got it. He just okay. said that. He just said that smiled, gave me a hug, which is huge. <laughs> He's so big. And at that moment, I made it a commitment to go to date with Destiny. My first plan was to make it, by the way, this, this, is, this is November. There was, a, there was a date with Destiny a month after that. Right. Otherwise, I would have to wait a year and a month to go to the witness because it's it's one time in the US. And I decided at that moment that I had to do whatever it took to go a month from there. You decided in that moment that you were gonna go to date with Destiny a month later is what you're saying. A month later, yes, yes. Even though 
so so the way that I signed up for Master University, I signed up with the cheapest version, with cheapest cheapest way to sign up. I for believe Master it's like University. with a Master University, yes, with a nine hundred dollar deposit or something like that, nine ninety nine, something like that. And so then I had to come up with, I believe like twenty five hundred extra to be able to attend. Mm. So that was that was what I spent my next about three weeks doing, raising that money and making it a must to Tell us a little bit about this journey because I've heard bits and pieces about it, but coming from an international student, basically that probably spent all their money just to get to UPW, $650. How did you come up with the additional, let's call it 3000 some odd dollars to go to date with Destiny one month later. Wow, it, it wasn't easy. I can tell you that for starters. <laughs> but but that, what that's it did when at the, the time, most personal growth occurs, isn't it? That, that was the beginning of the real growth. <laughs> So at the time, that was again November, right after UPW, I used to live, by the way, I used to live in Florida with my uncle. Um, And he was going through some difficulties getting a divorce with his ex-wife. And although he was so helpful and man, him and his family, like they hosted me while I got my associate degree in Florida for like two months, for like two years. Uh, it came to a time where they had to say, you know, it's, it's been a while and like my ex-wife is going to keep the house and yeah, I don't think you can longer right. stay here. Right. <laughs> so not, not only had I spent my money on a personal development event, now I didn't now you have, don't have a home. money to wow. go at home just by no itself. shelter whatsoever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So at the time I had found, I had met a beautiful girl also from Colombia. And I started dating her at the time. So she saw what I was going through. And she said, kindly from the bottom of her heart, she just offered me to stay with her, which I, of course, accepted to because otherwise, like at the time I had nowhere to go. Sure, I knew people, I knew people from college. I had a couple of friends, but I wasn't going to be like, hey, can I move in right. with you? So that, that was like, uh, that was no question. I would, I was going to take the other offer. So I did. And she was the most understanding, loving person that I could ever ask for at that moment. Just to make it short, I spent the next three, four weeks working, driving for Lyft. And I would work until the app on my phone, the Lyft driver app would tell me 
you have worked like enough. Like you cannot work anymore because <laughs> it's the law. Like you can be a hassle right now because you've been working so much. You need to take a break. And they, would, they wouldn't let me sign on again for like, I believe six hours. So did you just go over to Uber so, after that? I know. I actually never, <laughs> never went to Uber. <laughs> just open the Uber app now. <laughs> exactly. Next one, yeah. That 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 would have been smart. That would have been definitely smart. But but being honest with you, um, no, it wouldn't have been safe. I cannot tell you how many times, just driving home, I felt myself sleeping, like falling mm. asleep, and I, I just had to like pull over, cause I mean my body was just exhausted exhausted so that was that was how i i spent the next the next few weeks um but there was an issue oh three days uh three days before date with destiny Mm -hmm. which was the first week of december when i had raised all the money and i had my spot uh this girl she comes to me and she says you know um I don't think this is working out. Right. Um, and it makes 100% sense to me. She was also looking for, I mean, a relationship and, a relationship and something uh, meaningful. And I was coming home at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. And then I would just lay in bed and sleep. And then I would wake up and she would be gone to work. And man, I'm, I'm like forever grateful because... Let me tell you, when you're that tired and you come home and you find a meal and a little handwritten note waiting for wow. you, that just that that just tells you what kind of person they are and and that just moves you, that touches you and fuels you. Of course, if we not only internally but like emotionally to like keep going forward. Right. So that happened to her. She let me stay a couple more nights. And the morning of registration for Date with Destiny, I packed everything. Like when I say everything, I mean like everything. Like a couple, like at least like three suitcases, like one big one and two small ones. I packed them in, in the in my yeah. trunk. And I left from Fort Lauderdale to West Palm Beach. So that was that. Wow. Do you still stay connected with this girl? Do you, is she still in your life in some way, shape, or form? Or not too actively, but she's there. Like I, I know, like I know she is. Uh, we just when I say that, I mean just connect through social media and and we just talk okay. once once in a okay. moon. Okay, I was just curious if you still stay connected. Of course, I mean, what a beautiful soul to be able to take you in, share her home with you you know take care of you for that period of time when you were it was a clearly a dark moment for you yes 100 percent, 100 percent. there's there's no doubt many, many things have happened uh, throughout this journey for me that as tony says when he talks about how we create things how we need to have clarity, first of all. Second, how we need to take massive action. And third, how there are some things that you cannot control. Mm. And he calls that grace. You know, you, again, as he says, you can call that God, the universe, 
your non-spiritual peeps, your anything you can call it. But there's a certain aspect that just opens up, I believe, when you're aligned, when you are in touch with your inner being, with what you want to do, with how you want to serve a bigger purpose. So that's just one of many times, one of the other ones have been meeting you of course mm. right, thank you. <laughs> but yeah there's so, so there, there there's so many things that you can that you can control that you can do otherwise it's the universe opening up and seeing seeing the intentions that you have mm-hmm. um so suitcase and car no longer staying with her gotta go heading up to West Palm Beach, what, for Date with Destiny? Like, how far away is Date with Destiny now? Is it the next day? Is it the next week? Hey, I, I drove up there on the morning of registration. Mm, okay. And so what happened with that is my thought process was a, I don't want to stay in my car for the whole event. I want to make sure... I get some quality rest. And I reached out on Facebook to the participants of the event. I just made a post saying, hi, my accommodate. And this is almost word by word. I'm not even kidding. I went back with a friend and we checked what I wrote back then. And it's almost like this. Hi, my name is Diego. I live in Fort Lauderdale. My accommodations fell through, which was honestly bullshit. I didn't have accommodations. <laughs> my, accommod- my accommodations fell through last minute. I am looking for a place, somewhere to crash. I don't mind if it's, um, if it's a couch or uh, just a little corner of your Airbnb or whatever. I'm just looking for a place. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, don't... I don't even know how I knew this because this is something that you typically learn in business mastery about just adding value. Mm. But at the, at the time I'm telling you, I just had it in my mind. So I didn't just want to ask. So I said, I have a car. I can drive you. I can pick you up from the airport. I can drive you back to the airport whenever you're going to leave after the event. And I can drive you to and from the event every single mm. day. I, I said that. Awesome. And and then I and and then I said and then he said at the bottom and I can throw in a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. And this lady, she reached out to me. She said, "Oh, I think I think I have a spot. I think I have a spot in my Airbnb." And I'm, I was just like, "Wow, thank you so much." And and again, this happened like the morning of. Uh, registration. Registration was later that day. So she said, yeah, come over. We're already here in West Palm Beach. We are about to rent a boat and we're going to go snorkeling. So if you can make it, like you're welcome to come with. So I was just like, okay. Like, again, I've, at the time, I've never been on a boat. Like, again, these little things at the time, they were like, so like, wow, so amusing and mind opening I want to call them so we went and I met a bunch of people and we had a blast and just later that day she told me that she was a platinum member a platinum partner you met a plot and (laughs) 
Yes. And, but I mean, at the time, at the time she's a blonde partner, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm just like, who, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> but she, she told me, I'm a blonde partner and maybe I can get you upgraded, upgraded. So you can see, so your seats would be like in the front with us. So I was just like, wow, because my seat was going to be all the way in the back, just like it was for PW the month before. Right. So I was just like, okay, okay, thank you. And then later that day, she confirmed I was sitting in the front and that, again, again, how can they call that anything else but great, you know? Wow. <laughs> so you got to sit at, so the, plot, it was, it was at the front with the plots and... Um... Yeah, and, and, and experience, have that experience then. Yes, yes, and just, just meet super cool people up there. And, wow, yeah. I've never even done that myself. Build relationships. <laughs> and you know, yeah, I mean, you just, and the, the relationship that I built from there, they were outstanding, outstanding. Wow. And then, and then the next big thing for me was the day, the last day of, date with destiny after we went to dinner we came back and i was at, at the house at the airbnb that we were staying at there were also other three plat partners so two of them tell me told me oh hey there's an event called business mastery that's coming up in again like three four weeks also here in west palm beach um and one of them says, oh, hey, like, if you're going to be around, then you can come say hi. And I'm like, okay. Then the next one says, oh, we're going to get an Airbnb again. So you can come and crash in the couch if you still don't have a place. Wow. And then the third person says, wait, why don't you just come to Business Mastery? And at the time, I was just like, it was like the heavens opened and... Angels come down and oh, I thought they were going to pay for me to go. <laughs> but, but, but then one of them says, well, says to the person that suggested I go, well, tell him how much it would be. And they told me they, that with like their plaid privilege or discount or whatever, it was going to be $4,000. Mm -hmm. And although like it's still like a, a bargain, mm -hmm compared to like the mm -hmm. retail price it was still like a lot of money for sure especially to make especially to in make another month and invest exactly in a month exactly yeah so then the next month um again same thing as the previous one working until i couldn't anymore and I, I remember, I remember many of these things I, I forget, but lately I've been remembering like all my habits because it wasn't just driving. It wasn't just driving. It was, it was always doing a ride. Let's say I, I picked up some, someone, um, dropped them off and then I would park the car read a chapter, read a little bit, listen to a podcast, take notes, whatever, then get another ride, then repeat, just repeat the cycle. 
keep it up. So my, my day-to-day looked like that. Then usually at night, I would go to LA Fitness, get a little workout in. At the I remember, I remember now. Then at the end of my gym routine, I would be, I would be doing incantations on the treadmill. It was already maybe like 10, 11 ish. So the gym was kind of empty now. So I didn't, I, and I didn't care about who was like listening to me. I would do my incantations and I would go, that would be the place where I would shower and brush my teeth and everything. And then I would go and find a spot depending on where in South Florida I was to park and go to bed in my back seat. Wow. For a month. So I did that for another month. Wow. Yes. Until uh, Business Mastery came around. And right before Business Mastery, I remember one day waking up. And it was around 7-ish. And I was in West Palm Beach. Because I, I could be like in Miami, for Lauderdale, like all over mm-hmm. the place. And I just hopped straight to the, the front seat. I was going to start driving again. And I just looked myself in the in the rear view mirror. And I just said, dude, you look like shit. Because my hair was all messy. I had marks on my face. Um, I was probably stinky. The car probably smelled like, smelled like sweat mm-hmm. or something. And I don't know. It was just kind of like, like something hit me, like a brick right. wall saying, this is getting out of hand. This is not enough. It has been enough so far for where you want to go and who you have become. But this is not the thing that's going to take you to the next level. So when Business Mastery came around, I stayed again with the people that I stayed with for Day With Destiny. And I very much recall two of my biggest moments in the, with the, in business mashing where when Tony says, okay, right now make a big decision, make a big decision about something that you've been putting off, something that if you did, it may not even be that big of a decision, but something that if you did, it would propel you and it would make you go further mm-hmm. faster. And for me at the time, with my buddy, the buddy that I had a business mastery, we just we just kind of like made a little plan about myself, about my well, my life was gonna be. So since obviously the event is business mm-hmm. related, and I didn't have a business mm-hmm. back then, we decided that I was gonna be my first business. So at the time, we we used an analogy that was very powerful, which was okay. Right now, your business, meaning myself doesn't have an office and without an office space i mean sure some businesses can work remotely but your kind of business you know you need a little bit of certainty you need to um be able to get quality rest otherwise all the parts or all the systems in the business are not gonna or not gonna be consistent you're not you're not gonna be able to get the same outcome every single day so we just need to get you um an office meaning a place to sleep like Shelter. A, a room, an apartment, whatever, ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at the time, 
I said, okay, I am moving to New York City. Don't ask me why, Alan. I, I, people ask me why New York. I just don't know why. I just chose New York. Big city <laughs> of dreams. Yeah, I just, I just felt um, kind of, I just gravitated towards New York City and, and I said, okay, I'm going to make it happen before my birthday and my birth, that was, that was January. My birthday is March 24th and on March 27th, I was driving here with my car and everything in the, in the trunk as it had been for the past three, four months. And arrived in New York. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Never gonna forget the first things that I saw, and yeah, just how beautiful. Just knowing that you were in the city, that this is now your city, that you're gonna live here, that you're going to have a place here, and you're gonna call this home. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, the the other moment that I that I, that I mentioned that was big for me in business mastery was there's an exercise in which you say, okay, the money that I'm making right now, I'm going to allocate it in three different buckets. One is for safety, another one is investments, and the next one is like your dream bucket, something you do for fun, something that appeals to you, something that's just going to be fun for you. So at first, throughout the exercise, I was writing crazy things, can I just like, I'm going to ride camels in Egypt. I'm going to go to the World Cup final for soccer with my dad. And we're going to get the best seats. And I'm going to take my mom to Italy and all these huge, huge right. things. And then Tony, again, oh my goodness, this guy. Tony says... Think not only of the huge, amazing things like a jet, like a Ferrari, but also think of, think of little things, little things that would just bring so much joy to you that you haven't done. So I went from thinking about all these amazing, crazy, huge goals to writing down on my notebook, I want a bed. Right. And when I wrote that, I can tell you, I started bawling. I started just crying because it was just like I I never showed like weakness or vulnerability mm. until mm. that point. Mm. So opening up that way, just to myself, not even to other people, just to myself mm. about what was important to me and how much I'd been just pushing and pushing and pushing every single day together, that was just a moment where I said, wow, it, it's beautiful to get in touch with this part of me that just wants, wants a little bit of, of stability. Yeah. Of, I, I believe that's the most, the most basic form of stability. Yeah. If you can get food and shelter. Certainty. Yeah. It's got to be that, number one, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. It's it, like, as much as um, like I've I've now known you for over a year, and you know we've we've gotten much closer over the over the past few months of just just staying connected and through the events that we've had and experienced together. And one of the things that's really apparent to me is the fact that you, like very little bothers you. 
you know, like very little bothers you. You 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 are very much uh, even keeled. Uh, you're able to take situations that are difficult or not very understanding, and you know, make the very most of it. You know, like if like for for someone to be able to live in their car for over a month and just so that they can save to go to an event like most people are not doing this right like most people are not going to put themselves mm -hmm. through that type of situation even if they are a student let's say right which which you're willing to do much more uh as a student than you would yeah. in your older ages for sure <clears throat> how however having said mm -hmm. that even as a student I think most of us wouldn't even consider necessarily living in our car for a month or longer to make ends meet so that we can go attend an event that it doesn't necessarily promise anything either. It's not as if like there's mm -hmm. a, a, you know, $10,000 prize or a guaranteed career at the end at all. This is something for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So for you to be able to go through that, experience that, and come come out of that just feeling like you know I, I can do this i can live through this like in a car no big deal if it's got to be this way it's got to be this way you're one of the few people that i know that can actually you know get through an experience like that without having very many complaints or concerns or or even you know much of a, a it, it does it's like no sweat off your back basically is what it is but at the same time it is beautiful to hear and see that little things like that were really, really important to you, like a bed, right? And and for you to realize that mm -hmm. that stability and that certainty was something that was so important to you that you've forgotten, you know? You, you've lived your life in such a long time in one way, living in a car or whatever it might be, that you're like, oh, damn, a bed would be freaking amazing right now <laughs> right so and i cannot tell you the first time that i that i got to new york and i had a closet i cannot tell you how much joy i had just to be able to put my clothes in hangers <laughs> i say that now and it, it's funny because it's like little tiny things that you, you just you're like hanger like come on a hanger, but yeah, um, living out of your suitcase, having everything messy, and then having trash bags where you gotta get your dirty clothes and everything like that just kind of works oh, on you. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, like I said, you are one of the few people that can take that, go through it, have very, you know, not complain about it constantly um, that I know of. So, hence why you would be able to even go through an experience like that to create uh, the environment that allows you to go to, let's say a day with destiny or a business mastery. Correct. Yeah. No, yeah. Well done. Well done. That's uh, that's, that's something that we all can learn from and we all can kind of take away and, and realize that, um, you know, no matter how bad it is, there's always someone worse. And no matter how good it ever gets, there's always someone better. Now, now that you say that, I remember, I remember, it just, it just took me again to uh, a flashback of me being in the car, listening to Les Brown. 
and he would say, no matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it with his nice, eloquent voice. That, that was something that I would just repeat to myself. No matter how bad it is, no matter how bad it gets, I'm going to You're make going it. You're going to make it, right? Yeah. 100%. Very nice. So, um, Master University, Business Mastery, you know, attending all these events is such a short duration and period of time. What's your biggest takeaway from all of Tony's technologies now that you've gone through, like you are, you are quite the expert now when it comes to uh, Tony's events. Uh, you've crewed like over seven events. Um, you know, like what is it that, you know, that you can take away each and every time and you go, you know what, if I just had this, that's all I need. And this would be amazing. And this technology right here, I'm so grateful that I, I learned this. It's it's hard to choose just one, um, but I am a very big and firm believer that if I can manage my own state, then the world around me can be whatever I want to make it up. I can give whatever meaning to what's going on around me if I have, if I am in the right mm. state. So just how to manage that through the triad has allowed me to overcome so many things that before, if they happened, they would have put me to the ground. And the thing is they would have left me in the ground. It's not just like right now, and I appreciate the compliment you said earlier. And it, it's true. Like, bad things don't take a toll on me as for as long as they used to. It's not like I'm always skipping on New York City, smiling and listening to, I don't know, walking on rainbows yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but, because, but, I mean, in this city where the subways are extremely hot and where they typically are late and everyone is just complaining and everything just that just rubs yeah. on you but if I've, I've been able to to know that okay if I just practice a little bit of presence right now if maybe I take deeper breaths or maybe I can control how I use my body or maybe I just ask myself empowering questions or just there's so many tools around the triad and state management that just have made my day-to-day -day life great mm. honestly great and uh, again just like we we learned at they at, at global youth leadership summit earlier and that's one of the things that stuck with me i even shared this with my sister that just went back to school a couple of days ago and what i said to her was you want to have a good year how do you have a good year? You have, and I told her like in terms of school, okay, you have, she has like three or four terms. Okay, you have, let's say four very good, four amazing terms. And how do you have four amazing terms in school? And then she, she kind of like, she's like, uh, uh, I'm like, okay. How about you have each term, let's say, I don't, I'm making things up. Each term has four weeks. Okay, you have, it's not four weeks, but let's say eight weeks. You have eight amazing mm -hmm. weeks. 
And how do you have eight amazing weeks? Okay, you just have one very amazing week at a time. And how do you have one amazing week? Oh, you just have seven amazing days. And how do you have, so I just kind of like broke it down and that's how I think I've been living my life. Just breaking it down to the smallest portion and saying, okay, in this moment, because in the end, that's all that mm. matters. In the end, everything that you have, everything that like you, if, you, if right now you take a moment and you, and you look around you, you look at the space where you're at, you look at the relationships that you have, you look at the business you have, everything right now is not what you are creating right now. Everything you have right now is what you have created in the past. Yeah. Everything around the present moment is what you're going to materialize and, or manifest in the future. So if I'm able to control and not, not control, control is bullshit. If I'm able to manage and influence myself to have a good state, what we call a beautiful state, which can be happy, inspired, courageous, determined, so many things, great, grateful, appreciative. If I can have a good moment right now, then I can create a good tomorrow. So that has been definitely the biggest thing. I love how you break it down to the smallest denominator and, um, and, and, and think about this moment in this time, in this place right now, because ultimately that is what matters. That is what helps change it all is, is remembering that, you know, this, if you change this moment right now, it can change for you entirely. 100%. That, that's, and what, like when you think about it, that's all you have control over. Listen to the moment. That's, um, that's very valuable. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, yeah that have definitely has been one of the biggest things. And it's been so good to be able to, to share this, to share this with, with my parents back home. Um, and with my friends, and that's been so satisfying. That's great, great to hear, and um, you know, a great, a great lesson. I mean, state, uh, controlling your state, without being in a good state, you you really can't do anything well. Like all of us, I mean, Tony Robbins included, which I've personally seen live firsthand where he had his state literally control him. Now, it was only for a fraction of a second. But what happened was I was in San Jose. I was a participant attending the event. And I noticed that there were some slides that weren't working properly that he wanted them to work. And then he goes and turns to the back and goes, hey, guys, this ain't the right slide. And then they couldn't figure it out and it was still not working and that sort of thing. And then, and then um, he starts to get a little annoyed and pissed off as you can tell. And he goes, you know, guys, and he was sharing about like, Hey, I used to, I used to have a 90 second rule. They sh I should have called it like a four hour rule or eight hour rule, <laughs> but really, you know, I tried to keep it to 90 seconds. And then he even shared in that moment, he goes, you know, guys, you got 90 seconds is what he shared with, with the, with the production <laughs> group. And then the production group comes back and 
it was it was probably uh, uh, Maestro or whatever, and he starts to play uh, a tune that says technical difficulties is <laughs> pretty funny but even tony like i said right like even tony he has to control his state too it's not like it's it's just um something that uh never comes up for people after they understand what the triad is right understanding how to change your your body and your physiology understanding how to change your focus and what you're thinking about and also the language that you're using you this is a constant that is going to be used throughout your life until your last breath is what it's going to be because emotions will come up things will change your state constantly that's a constant that's the only constant in life is that these things will constantly come up for you and if you don't direct where you're going to focus your energy or how you're going to focus your energy it's just naturally going to go into the areas that are coming at you anyways, right? So. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to be reacting instead of properly responding if you're not primed for what you want to feel during the day. And um, I know that you are still now, you know, of course, saving up to go and attend school and have more uh uh, courses and curriculum as a student. Um, but tell us, what are you doing now, Diego? Now that you've attended so many of these events, you've crewed so many of these events, what's what's happening for you now? What's going on for Diego now? So for quite a few months, it feels, it feels way longer than it actually has been. Because um, in the end, I started this less than two years ago, but... For a while, I got to admit that I got caught in the learning loop. What I mean by the learning loop is the belief that there's always going to be another book, another podcast, another event that I have to attend before I am qualified enough to share certain tools or certain strategies that have worked for me and have helped me to take my life to another level, at least emotionally and spiritually. So it took a while for me to realize this. And what I'm working on right now, as, as you know, is I want to take some of these strategies and these Tony Technologies back home to Colombia where, where people have no idea about this. And culture is so different over there. So I'm, I'm excited to see where, where this could go and how this could influence people for the best. That, that's, that's the thing I'm working on right now. As far as, as you know, I, I started... Um, actually about time I started taking action on what I told Tony back then when I, when I met him at, U, at my first UPW that I wanted to do public speaking. I wanted to do talks. Um, it took me, it took me a bit, but it's, it feels so good in the past few weeks to be making progress towards that, finding the right venue here in New York, 
narrowing down on what my message is and what I would like to tell people and what I want to share and the things that have just changed me so much. So I feel like just to answer your question, it's, it's still been, my life right now is still about growth because, I mean, you, you, I mean, you're either growing or dying. We know that. But it's also been more focused on something bigger than myself. So that's the contribution aspect. How can I make a difference in other people's lives? So that, that's been the main focus through. And, and I aim to do that through public speaking, uh, both here in the U.S. and in Colombia. Definitely share with us as to when that occurs and when that happens. Of course, in the show notes, whenever Diego does have information about that, whether it's on Instagram, email, website, you name it, Facebook, um, we'll be sharing that information on the show notes. And of course, I think there's a tremendous amount of value that you can bring back to your country and, and share with people that you care about the most in terms of the technology and learning that you've already had through your experiences with the events and just the proximity of people that you've been around now with Tony uh, in your life and just, just the changes that you've had. Is there a message or anything that you want to share with um, people from Colombia? Perhaps they're listening to this. Perhaps you're sharing this with them or something like that. Is there a message in, in you know, Hispanic that you want to share with, with people in, from Colombia or something like that? Being honest with you, not just one, because I could take this and make this into a whole audiobook. Um, but the only thing that I have been able to realize is that I felt that all these events and all these gifts that I've been able to receive have created just a sense of responsibility in me, uh, responsibility to, to serve other people, to teach other people, specifically through realizing my, my and the, the inner talk, the inner dialogue, the inner narrative that we all have all the time going on in our heads. And I see that inner dialogue and that inner narrative change when I go back home. What I mean by that is whenever you change environments, whenever you're in a different culture, there's also a cultural narrative that runs people. It's like, you can, you can pretend it's like a software. It's like a story that people keep telling themselves and keep telling each other about why the country is where it's at, why their lives are where they are. And when everyone about you has the same or a very similar inner narrative, sub-narrative, then everything just stays the same. It's, it's, it's a loop and nothing can change because nobody has stepped up and said, huh, how about we question the beliefs that we have. How about if we dreamed of reality being different? And I believe that all starts with awareness and then questioning. So I guess my only thing would be, and this doesn't have to be for people back in Colombia, people back in, in whatever. It's just and maybe an invitation to be aware, listening to 
listen listen to what you're constantly telling yourself because there's always just like you, you're learning that with that thing there's like an inner question going all the time there's always a pattern of questioning and dialogue going in your head i believe like 95 percent, 95 97 percent of the thoughts that you have today are the same that you're gonna have the next day so it's always the same thing running in your head so just be aware of that be aware of that and not only in yourself but as I said, when you take care of yourself, then you're going to be able to say, okay, now what's the narrative that's in my relationship? What do we keep telling ourselves that we're not questioning? Now you can take that to your team, to your business. What story are we telling ourselves that maybe something is not possible, that this is not the way we want it to be because X, Y, or Z. And then how big can you take it? I think that's part of the challenge and I think that's part of the journey. So how, how, how can you start, how can you get to the level where you're saying, how can I influence people that are going to influence the narrative of my city, of my state, of my country? And it just gets bigger and bigger. So it's, it's just, again, this is just, um, ideas of of how big it can get and how we all have a responsibility of making the place where you're at a better place that that is that is such a beautiful way to look at it um and and be able to see that for yourself at at the age that you're at as well, you know, still going to university, still going to college. Uh, you know, I wish I had, I had this technology at, at that, at that age, of course. Um, I wish I had the technology <laughs> at the age of the global youth leaders, those teenagers that we got to met. That's, that's really wow. amazing. Uh, so yeah, I couldn't agree with you more where, you know, just being able to share this information, you feel a sense of responsibility to be able to, uh, to need to have to share this information because so many people are stuck in their own ways, not because they want to be stuck, but more or less because they don't know any other better way to get unstuck as well. Exactly. Exactly. Somet sometimes that, that's, that's another huge lesson. Like we all do the best that we can with what we think that we have only until somebody questions, some questions, or shows you through questioning that you have other tools that you didn't know you have, other resources, then that's when that's that's the only moment where you can start doing better things. And one of the things that uh, was shared with me actually just recently is uh, my language. My language has to change a little bit, especially for this particular podcast, is what I've been shared, which is that. Um, I may play it down a little bit that, hey, you know what? The podcast might not be that great. For example, in this one podcast here, I know that the audio has been breaking up here and there. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, my God, who's going to listen to this? How terrible. This isn't a good podcast and that sort of thing. Meanwhile, there's a lot of great content. There's a lot of things that are great about this podcast. And I need to be really using that type of language a little bit more is what it, that was shared with me and to to remind that was reminded to me that you know 
there's something very valuable with this podcast. And I, I, I have to apologize because I, I didn't give it as much value as I should have in the last little bit. I've been very busy with multiple businesses uh, that I've been started and are running now. However, at the same time, I get so much energy and juice from doing these podcasts that I got to remember that I, I can't step away. I can't take, I can't take this for granted and wanting to make sure that I'm always sharing more about uh, people that are in this community that have things to share about this, uh, the technologies and the learnings that they've had so that they can as well hear the stories like from you, Diego, and then be able to further their life in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. This is a great, great platform. Um, keep it up. Keep it up, certainly. Um, spreading this message. And the thing is, the people listening to this are people that are already in the circle. Or if you're not, and you just stumbled about, like, uh, this podcast, um, the things, if you're listening this far, you probably have gotten some value. And that just says a lot about whoever's listening. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. As I mentioned before, when Diego does have a talk or when he has something to share, I'll definitely attach it to the show notes, make sure that it can get tied back. If you want to know more about his talk or when it's going to occur, I think you're going to be doing it in New York first. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. For those that are in the New York area, of course, feel free to reach out to Diego. I'm going to put on at least his contact, his handle, Instagram, that sort of thing, if you want to follow him uh, and then find out exactly more about when that might occur. So, uh, Diego, we're going to hold you accountable to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's done. <laughs> it was nice talking to you again, Diego. Thanks for coming on the show, and I will see you soon. Thanks, Alan. Talk to you later.